Welcome back to the PCS Podcast, your home for all things competitive Pokemon TCG. And this week, we don't have a whole lot to talk about other than the Obsidian Flames set review. And we have a little bit of news from the Pokemon Presents that revealed today the 8th. Um, I am Drew, and with me as always is Justin. Justin, how was your week, man? It's been uh, it's been good. It's been a little bit Pokemon less. Um, I haven't actually played a game of Pokemon in probably about a week and a half at this point, but uh, I elected to do that this past weekend. So next weekend, I can actually do a double header weekend. Um, got a cup on Saturday, and then a Pokemon event uh, at one of my locals uh, on Sunday, where they're doing like just a like Pokemon Appreciation Day and going to play some like alternate formats and they spe- specifically asked me to go and bring some retro decks and stuff like that. So um, outside of that, uh, I did open up my TCG player store last week on Friday, which kept me super busy, um, which has been, I guess, somewhat Pokemon related, but uh, just been uploading stuff to that and packaging stuff. It's been pretty, pretty busy actually, which has been good. Um, but I'd rather be playing Pokemon than packaging up cards and stuff like that. So uh Hopefully we'll get back to some Pokemon soon and get some uh, get some fun points going finally. Uh, how you doing, Drew? Uh, I'm good, but before we dive into my week, do you want to take a second to talk about your store and promote it a little bit? I know you've been doing some plugging on your Instagram, and since this is such an abbreviated episode, you might as well be here. <laughs> time fillers, time fillers. Yeah, uh, no, I just... I started uh, my... open Reopened my TCG player store. I used to sell on there a lot like four or five years ago, and... Um, store name is under Pokey Brews. If you guys happen to come across that on TCG Player, that is me personally selling cards. Um, I've picked up a, just a ton of retro, modern, trying to keep a good selection of stuff in the store for like kind of all collector, player, whatever. Um, it's just kind of like a little, I guess I want to say side hustle a little bit, but also just um, it's helping locals sell cards that they've been sitting on and um, keeping me busy. Uh, I've just, I literally actually just in the mail today got a stack of probably like a hundred cards I have to condition and put on there. Um, like it's like I said, keeping me very busy, but while I've had some downtime at work, um, cause we've actually didn't even mention that. Um, I've had some crazy time at work with some maintenance issues. Um, so I haven't been brewing in the past two weeks. Um, it's been filling that void a little bit of keeping me busy. And yeah, if you guys check it out, I greatly appreciate it. Um, Obviously, you don't have to, but yeah, uh, it's been keeping me busy. And whoever has supported so far, thank you guys so much because I've shipped in like three days, like 30 something orders already. So it's been awesome. That's insane. Yeah. Good for you, though. Yeah, that's uh, make sure you go check out the Poker Bruce TCG player uh, shop so uh, you can get your singles and stuff. I know you had like some secret nest balls and a bunch of other cool flex cards on there. and. You know, it took a little bit in me to not, you know, clean out your store just because. Yeah, I'm, I'm, and that's the thing. I'm, I'm trying to get some of the flex stuff because I know that's the things people are going to be looking for. Like, I'm not obviously listing like the, the 10 cent unhollow bosses and stuff like that. But like, there are also still like quarter cards and stuff on there. But yeah, definitely trying to get the stuff that, you know, people are people are wanting. Uh, I know I just picked up uh, like gold super rods and stuff like that so hopefully uh those will move pretty quickly actually i think they already sold that if i'm being honest <laughs> yeah no that's awesome very very cool uh my week um played a little bit of pokemon last week uh didn't 
do very well and I didn't try very hard. <laughs> I showed up to my Wednesday locals, assuming it would just be the small gathering that usually shows up. And I had Bennett EX item lock with crushing hammers <laughs> and a bunch of other cute stuff, you Went know, rogue. four path, four Iono. Yeah, it's just just wanted to be obnoxious because you know a lot of people are getting used to you know skipping that stage one with these rare candies and stuff like that so thinking i might be able to punish a lot of people for not playing the middle evolutions of their pokemon for a while <laughs> they're gonna be like what 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 is this yeah exactly the charmeleons will make their way back in the deck the florigatos and maybe even the uh whatever the middle <laughs> evolution of excalibur is because i'm I'm shutting things down online. It's really, really fun. <laughs> uh, You're but, that guy. Uh, but here's the story. Um, everybody showed up with real decks and everybody showed up is the thing. So very quickly, because I got the round one buy, I was like, all right, I have Arceus, my full art Ionos and four path to the peak. What can I build? And <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I built, I built at arc Agron flying Pikachu. <laughs> and i mean i took third so <laughs> hey that's not bad for this last minute deck thrown together yeah no i had a sick four prize turn with the Agron v taking um the dragonite and two comfy out with the nice. first attack that does 90 and spreads 30 it's really funny because when you put down the the arceus the Agron, the manaphy is one of the first cards that gets lost zone and then you just punish them so yeah, um, like they're never going to need this. Exactly. But it won't it, it doesn't work that well on a best of three. So it was a cute deck. I'll probably never play it again. But arc, <laughs> arc piles all day long. Let's go. Other than that, wife and I went to California on Friday. She went and saw the Jonas Brothers again and uh, very <laughs> happy for her. No, it was uh, I was intending on going, but my manager, my old manager, brought in some donuts and i'm pretty sure i got food poisoning from thursday to friday to like the beginning of saturday and it was god awful so um you know if you're listening shane old manager coming for you (laughs) that was uh very punishing i definitely was not very happy about that Um, we had to deal with that last week too that sucks (laughs) it's so bad it's so bad and uh yeah you know, wife and I are just chilling, trying to get the house ready as much as we can. And, you know, there's Pokemon to be played this weekend. And I'm excited about that. No, no cups or challenges for me, but um, we have one. A, 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 we have a challenge in two weeks and at least local to me. And I'm looking forward to that for sure, because that, if I'm not mistaken, should be Obsidian Flames legal. And I've got a pretty good idea of what I want to play to start that off. Yeah, that was um that was kind of another reason why I took this past weekend off because there was no cups or challenges like anywhere that weekend except for I think there was a cup like four and a half hours away uh, in Jacksonville and I was not about to make that drive, um, especially because it was like a limited cup and I don't think they were taking uh, pre-registrations. So I was mm. like, I'm not driving four and a half hours to potentially not get in. Um, so I didn't I just didn't go to that. But I, I completely forgot. I actually did play in a small pre-release um Literally went 03 because I pulled absolute garbage. And <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it, it was uh, it was all right. I ended up pulling a um, full art Pidgeot EX. So that was nice. You know, something to add to the um, the binder for whenever Obsidian Flames comes legal. 
Yep, that's awesome. Yeah, I got my hands on my Artisans, my Pidgeots, and my Glamora, so I'm feeling pretty good about um, moving into the next set. And I, and I did pick up a playset of Charizards because just why not? Yeah, you know, if it's good, it's good. If it's bad, it's, it's gonna. I, it's, yeah, exactly. hold value. Yeah. <laughs> better to have them than not have them. Yep, very good. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that about wraps it up for the uh, the week in review. So. We're going to dive straight into the topic and the topic is the uh, obsidian flame set review and the set releases this Friday, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. On the 11th. Very cool. And we were going to talk about some cards here and there that we were very interested in. Usually we try to limit it to like three of each, but because there is so few things to talk about this week because everyone's in <laughs> worlds and I'm having FOMO. Um, Same. Yeah, we're just going to have to talk about this. And the first card that I want to talk about is the Trevenant that's coming out in this set. It's a stage one grass type Pokemon, and it has the ability for a spirit. As long as this Pokemon is in the active spot, put one damage counter on your opponent's active Pokemon during checkup for no reason. Not a special condition, just a really cool ability like Shrine of Punishment, but a little less cool. Um. And then for three colorless, it does lock up. You do 100 damage, and during your opponent's next turn, the defending Pokemon can't retreat. So pretty cool spread here. Gives up a single prize. Doesn't necessarily have the strongest evil line or a whole lot of variety to be played with it. But as a as a neat and interesting ability, I definitely like the direction that this card is moving, and I'm excited to see how we can amplify those damage counters. Yeah, I mean, it is the that's the biggest thing is the fact it's only one damage counter and it's got to be in the active. The lockup aspect is really cool. Um, I do like that, but I feel like with it actually putting out 100 damage and you're placing that one damage counter, you're potentially knocking out within two turns, then your opponent's just out of that lock for a turn. And granted, yeah, you're only giving up one prize, but um, it's definitely interesting and I think it may find a home somewhere, but uh, it's... It's a very cool card, and it's just a unique ability. So hopefully this is the beginning of spread again, but we'll have to see. Yep, definitely. Any other cool picks you have before I move on to my next one? No. Um, so next up, I just figured kind of Decidueye EX. Um, yeah. I, just because it's, it's an interesting card. Um, but Decidueye EX, stage 2, uh, 320 HP. Grass type uh, ability, total freedom. Once during your turn, you may use this ability if this Pokemon is on your bench. Switch it with your active Pokemon, or if this Pokemon is in the active spot, switch it with one of your bench Pokemon. For grass and colorless, hunting arrow, hun 130 damage. This attack does 30 damage to one of your opponent's bench Pokemon. Don't apply weakness and resistance. Retreat it too. Um, mainly just pick this one because that ability is, again, a very unique ability. The fact that it's an automatic switch to the active or out of the active is really cool. Um, helps you from being stuck by something like a Trevenant um, because, obviously, it's switching. It can switch itself to the bench. The home, as far as where, like, for it, I'm not sure. Maybe in something like the, the new Palafin, um, since that needs so many switching and things like that. But at the same time, if you are going to try to like commit to a stage two, I don't know if that's necessarily going to be the best line of play for it. If, you know, just playing a bunch of switches at that point. Um, the attack is also interesting too, especially doing spread and things like that. But with so much mana fee running around, um, you'd have to hope that you hit the one deck that doesn't play mana fee right now. Yeah, I, I've seen a lot of people plug this into Lost Box flavored decks, and. 
I get it because for one grass and one colorless, it's a great mirage gate target and having that total freedom ability to decide if you want to flower select. And then if you burn all your switch cards and you don't want to have a, you know, poke with cram type of turn, you know, you could put Sujuai into the active and just easily mirage gate to it and put 130 down at the very least. Um, having 320 HP is really cool. I think in the Lost Box variety, trying to play something with a rare candy is a little sketchy just because you kind of need to hold on to your resources. And that's a really big commitment to something like this. I know Lilligant can definitely streamline something like this because you can grab so much energy plus so much grass Pokemon to, you know, find your way to evolve with your deck with an ability on uh, Zooey and Lilligant V-Star. So that could definitely be one way to play it. I just don't see anything in the current standard format that has a lot of synergy with it, but I would love to see it see some play somewhere because I just love grass Pokemon. And Decidueye is just really cool in general too. Yes, definitely very cool in terms of design and everything else. Um, I was also wrong. We're going to get Toadscrool um, or Toadscrool, well, however you want to say it. There's no E in between <laughs> the D and the S. So Toadscrool um ex in this set um when i looked at the original list it wasn't featured on there at all but to my surprise it is in the set and i'm actually delighted to see it there it adds some extra variety to um our already pretty diverse standard format and toad scroll ex has 270 hp it is a grass type pokemon as well uh to retreat cost weak to fire obviously but its ability protective filament you prevent all effects of attacks from your opponent's pokemon do uh, done to all of your Pokemon that have any energy attached. So this isn't just grass energy, which is cool because you can play it in variety decks, just like um, Espeon if it has energy attached. Uh, but it only gives up two prizes. So uh, for those who don't know what effects of attacks are, things like Sableye, things like Lost, uh, not Lost Impact, but Star Requiem on Giratina, both of those are effects of attacks. They're not doing damage, they're spreading damage. So the stops damage counters via attack and this stops um you know being deleted from the field and stuff like that it's pretty cool uh it's like big parasol but you don't need to be in the active and so on and so forth uh i think that this is a really easy stage one to plug into a lot of decks um it also has a pretty worthwhile attack too for two grass colony rush does 80 damage and this attack does 40 more damage for each of your bench pokemon with grass energy attached so you can hit for that magic 280 number but at what cost so um very cool card justin any thoughts on that one in particular yeah actually um i like it just because um it the ability is honestly great um uh, beyond v max all play and it was a three prizer and this is a two prizer and the great thing right now is there's not really a lot of fire running around and even with obsidian flames coming out like yes we're getting we'll touch on it some obviously the charizard but it's not a fire type charizard which is a good thing i mean granted maybe someone can play the fire type in there but there's not a lot of fire weakness going around and for being having 270 hp on a stage one is very strong um and then the other thing is if you are playing like a grass-based deck say you're playing something with like uh the fortress ex that you blow it up and put a bunch of grass energy all over your board um now you're doing a bunch of damage with Toad Scroll as well as preventing the any kind of effects of attacks, which include like paralysis, burn, uh, poison as well too. So um, I think it is a cool card. I I personally don't know where I would put it right now, but I definitely will pick up a playset because I think 
something like that could be very strong. Yeah, maybe, I might grab two full arts if full arts become available for it, but that's about as far as that goes <laughs> for me. Yeah, maybe not um, a playset, actually. You're right. Yeah, any any card on your behalf from the set? Yeah, um, so next up, just something another, like I said, just we're mentioning cards as we go down. A Scovillian, I think, is uh, an interesting card. Ability double type, as long as this Pokemon is in play, it is a grass and fire type. Um, and then for grass, colorless, colorless, spicy headbutt, 110 damage. This attack isn't uh, affected by resistance. Um, not necessarily for standard, but I think this would be a really cool card for GLC. Um, because now you are hitting two different type weaknesses um, in your matchups and stuff like that. But outside of that, it's not going to be played in standard as far as I can see. Yeah, no, I tend to agree. I think that there's a world where maybe you could <laughs> try to play it with like Sylveon VMAX because it does like That's actually 30 or 40 more damage for every different type of bench Pokemon that you have. And if you have Scovillain plus um, Hoopa V, that those two Pokemon alone add 120 to that damage. So um, it's neat. There's only synergy with that one specific attack, but it is very cool at the end of the day. That is interesting, actually. I, I didn't even think about with Syl- uh, Sylveon VMAX. That's, that might be the play. Yeah, it's Hopium. But the grass Pokemon you want to play in there <laughs> anyways is Toad- Toadscrewl. Because you don't want to get Sableye. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. Um, the next one we're going to talk about is a silly Pokemon, but uh, it's worth mentioning because it is the correct Char Cadet. It's 70 HP. It's got a single retreat cost, and it has a single colorless attack. Um, light Punch for 10, and then for one fire and one colorless, it does combustion for 20. Um, and the art is sick. You know, dude standing in like a, a little canyon looking area with little pieces little. of fire everywhere with this like <laughs> superhero stance. And the art's cool. It's like super cartoony. And I think that it's neat. I feel like all the Charcadet's arts have been like really good, actually, since the, it's come out. Uh, Armourouge and Sir Luge or what, however you say that other one are both great designs. Like you, there's no taking anything away from those two Pokemon. They're very sick looking. And Charcadet's yeah. a great pre-evolution to both of them. So uh, I think this art complements those two Pokemon very well. And it doesn't get Sableyed and it doesn't get stuck in the active with a two retreat cost. So um, this is the correct Charcadet for those playing Charcius. Yeah, that that honestly, yeah, that that deck I need to put some time into because it looks it just looks fun and it looks like it can be really good. It's fun because he's just almost never miss a turn one attachment. Like if you miss a turn one attachment, you don't miss you don't miss turn two Trinity Nova. So that's like the allure to Charkius, which is really neat. I could see that. I definitely definitely could see that. Um, All right. So next up, I actually have Seismitoad. Um, All right. Very cool. Yeah, I, I like it. The ability Quaking Area. As long as this Pokemon is in the active spot, your opponent's active Pokemon's attack costs colorless more. And for two water, Echoed Voice, 120 damage during your next turn. This Pokemon's Echoed Voice attack does 100 more damage. Um, the reason why I chose this, chose this, anytime you're like actively disrupting your uh, opponent's uh, energy cost, I think can be really strong. Just because so many decks right now are playing so tight, so or such tight lists that they're playing pretty much the exact amount of energies they need. So if you're throwing... Um, 
like the energy counts off. It it just it, it it always works in your favor. I feel like um, because that's just an extra turn you buy and um, echoed voice doing 120 damage, and then the sec the next time you use it, you're doing 220 damage. You're knocking out anything with that, um, so long as it stays in the active. So I just think it's a really cool card. Being a stage two is kind of rough, but um, you know if you're going for disruption, you could pair this with uh, a couple other disruption cards um, like a stadium. We'll talk about down the road. Um, so I don't know. I just, I like it because I also like making people hate playing the game sometimes. Yeah. Um, two things I want to mention. One, the, the, the time pull that it evolves from 70 HP, single retreat cost. Um, but for <laughs> one water energy, it, uh, does screw tail, which does 10 damage and you flip a coin of heads, you discard an energy from your opponent's active Pokemon. So the synergy between the stage one being able to deny that extra attachment, especially on things like Arceus, and then you rare candy evolve the following turn into Seismitoad, and it buys you a little bit of time against Arceus things specifically, like Lugia, Mew, and all that other stuff. You You might not stand a very big chance, but I like that synergy. And the way that Seismitoad's uh, attack is worded, uh, the echoed voice, 120 damage during your next turn, uh, this Pokemon's echoed voice attack does 100 more damage. Does that mean if it gets to attack twice in a row, it at one point gets to do 320 damage? <laughs> that is definitely a good judge question. I uh... I guarantee it's not correct. But yeah, no, I... The, the translation though i get what you're saying but i mean seismitoad with the fact that it's also got ear to it's at its disposable means you can find the you know the seismitoad and the rare candy i can see this be playing like four crushing hammers as well to continue to disrupt um you know maybe a fan of waves or two to get rid of some special energies or at least put them back in the deck and so i could see it being a cheeky little you know one prize disruption deck potentially Mm -hmm. No, I, I agree. And speaking of single prizes, let's go into Cryogonal. Um, 90 HP, water-type Pokemon, weak to steel, single retreat cost, and then for one colorless energy, which I think is really key to this attack, uh, it's called Fast Freeze. You do 30 damage, and if you go second and it's your first turn, your opponent's active Pokemon is now paralyzed. It's just auto-paralyze for any energy on your first turn going second. And I think... This is incredibly punishing and softens up a lot of targets that, um, you know, if it, with all these basics running around like Mirrodon, Chen Pao, everything Lost Box flavored and stuff like that, this Cryogonal is, is kind of neat. Yeah, I mean, against single prize decks, yes. Against anything else, no, because it evolves on, you know, on your opponent's second turn if they go first. So that's, they, they get out of paralysis that way. Um, it it is very cheeky and maybe sees some play in a control list down the road, but like, you know, Lost Box, even though it's one prize, they're playing so many Switch and Escape Robes, which kind of negates that whole thing. And yes, it does chip at it. But I think that is kind of cool, the auto paralysis, but it's such a conditional um, you know, effect. So cool. It's incredibly but, conditional, but I love that yeah. you don't have to flip a coin for it, is the thing. Like that is true. Yeah, the biggest thing is the not having to flip the coin for it. Yeah, like um, if you do it against Arceus, it's silly because they're just going to evolve the next turn. Like that's the whole strategy. But maybe if you get like a Luminion and you paralyze that, force them to get their switch card and they lose that retreat for the turn 
or like an Alakazam, like that's kind of neat too. Yeah, no, I mean, and you're not wrong by any means. It's trapping something in the active for a turn and buying yourself a turn can always be really good too. Yeah, I tend to agree. All right, what is your next card, my friend? Um, next up, I'm just gonna do the obvious Finison Palafin combo um, of Finison, uh, basic 50 HP for one water valiant evolution switches pokemon with one of your bench pokemon if you do search your deck for a card that evolves from this pokemon and put it onto this uh pokemon to evolve it then shuffle your deck um and does have for also one water uh razor fin 10 damage you're never going to use that unless it's taking a game winning knockout um <laughs> but the reason why this has so much synergy with the new palafin is because uh for one water and for two water energies justice kick 210 damage if this Pokemon didn't move from the bench to the active spot during this turn, this attack does nothing. So the fact that Finizen purposely puts itself on the bench, and then next turn you could bring it back up to do that 210 damage with Justice Kick um, is perfect synergy. And also on Palafin, uh, its first attack is actually for one water energy, Jet Punch, 30 damage. This attack does 30 damage to one of your opponent's bench Pokemon. So spread damage, again, always good. Um, it, it can also clean up some things. Maybe you chip damage with Justice Kick, they retreat, and then next turn you knock out with jet punch or something like that yeah uh palafin is incredibly strong and 150 hp is a pretty respectable number in this format um as a single prizer this puts out a an insane amount of damage it's a little circumstantial but if urshifu can survive and do what it did for so long in terms of switching into the active for gale thrust and so on and so forth um palafin can definitely see success in a format with a million switch cards right now yeah exactly and uh i mean anyone that uh went to a pre-release pretty much saw this card because it was in most people's kits yeah uh the next card we're going to talk about is tyranitar ex uh the card that everybody wants to work so badly um 340 hp which is insane uh, it's a lightning type Tyranitar, which is neat. It's not new, but it's definitely a really cool revamp of a previous Tyranitar we've had of old. Uh, because it is a Terra type Pokemon, it does not take damage while it's on the bench, which is pretty cool. And then for one fighting, it does 120 damage. You discard the top two cards of your deck, which sucks. And then for two fighting, it does Thor's Rampage for 150 damage. And if any of your bench Pokemon have any damage counters on them, this attack does 100 more damage. So 250, super respectable. Add a choice belt. You're knocking out a lot of stuff. It's really easy to put damage counters on your own Pokemon between things like Gabe John Bog, um, the damage pump, if you will, the Gengar that puts itself directly onto the bench and puts damage counters on it. Um, the new duo, uh, the Do Duo that comes out in uh, 151 that lets you draw cards and put damage counters on itself. Uh, there's so many viable options for it. But setting up a stage two that changes typing halfway through and then, you know, it just doesn't have a lot of synergistic pieces. If we had like a mustard that let you put lightning Pokemon directly onto the bench, I could see this having a ton of potential. But there's just so much going on that even with two single attachments, it's a little high maintenance. Um, but I'd love to see it work. Yeah, and I, I think it has potential to work. Um, the biggest thing is obviously damaging yourself 
Um, I'm just, I'm actually scrolling through real quick to see if there's any uh, like baby versions of the Tranitar, like a dark version or even another fighting version that you could potentially play with this. So that way you're hitting for fighting weakness as well. Or, you know, if something has um, something that has synergy with it uh, outside of it, the, the EX version. And there is a Pokemon go Tyranitar. I mean, it's, you're asking a lot there, but there is a, uh, it has a two colorless attack uh, from Pokemon go raging crap, raging crash, 10 times damage for each damage counter on all of your bench Pokemon. So if you do end up getting a bunch of damage counters built up, but then for earth, uh, for two dark and two colorless energy has earthquake 180 damage. That also does 20 damage to each of your bench Pokemon. So there's potentially you can go in with this Tyranitar to set up maybe later game other, uh, you know, the lightning type Tyranitar, but you're attaching four energies to this. So, yeah, as far as I'm seeing, nothing too good. Honestly. And you're committing, like, like you're, you're over committing too, because you need the fighting energy to set up the EX, you need the dark energy to set up the non EX, you need to find a way to realistically churn through the deck without the presence of things like Irida. I guess you can go multiple Arvin with Forest Seal Stone and find an applicable V to the deck to grab that extra piece you might be missing. Um, I mean, there's always a world but, where you yeah. play a 1-1 one, one Arceus just to get it set up, but at one, at one point are you finding synergy to make this viable? On paper, it looks really good. I just don't think it has what you know, Chen Pao Baxcalibur does where there's an Irida that quite literally grabs you any of that specific type of Pokemon plus the yeah. item to set it up. Yeah, exactly. I think that would be the hardest part is to get that going. Yeah, but you know, if it, if someone finds a way to make it, make it work, I am 100% on board because I think it would be fun to play. Halucha yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Uh, your, uh, your turn. Yeah, so next up, I just have a uh, Toxtricity. Um, so for one Lightning Leer, flip a coin. If heads, your opponent's active Pokemon is now paralyzed. But for for a Lightning and a Colorless Mixed Loud, 50 plus damage. This attack does 30 more damage for each different type of Pokemon on your bench. So kind of a synergistic partner with that Sylveon VMAX that we talked about earlier on. Um, because it is, again, hitting more damage for each type of Pokemon on your bench. Um, but... That's also, I don't know if that deck would realistically work, but there's an option for a single prize attacker. Yeah, um, it's it's seen as a really good competitor in the uh, the pre-release format. I think in standard it might get eaten alive just slightly, um, but it is definitely a very cool attacker. I do love those uh, those Rainbow Road-esque attackers. Yeah, it's just it's really cool. It's like almost like a weakness box at that point because you can hit, you know, if you have enough attackers and stuff like that or ways to attack with Pokemon, you can hit different weaknesses or just big numbers in general. Yeah, like with Scovillain. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's really, really cool. And you know, having access to things like the Zorark that lets you switch into a stage one and then you can use its attack for uh, one lightning and one colorless makes it a great target for things like the um, the reversal energy. So I think that that's pretty cool. Yeah, very true. Uh, the next card is going to be Cleffa. Everyone thinks this is a liability. I think this is insane consistency. Um, Cleffa has 30 HP. It's a psychic type Pokemon with free retreat, weak to steel, 
and it has a single attack called Grasping Draw. And for no energy, you draw until you have seven cards in your hand. You could play out all of your resources and refill everything back up and give up a sole single prize 30 HP Pokemon in exchange. Yeah, it's it's kind of a um, like a ode or a homage to uh, the original Cleffa from Neo. That was shuffle and draw seven. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I think right now it's not good. I think a rotation or two down the road, it will be good because obviously this is just it's eaten alive by Sableye, um, which sucks. But at the same time. Yeah, drawing cards, we have seven. Like I said, no energy attachment. It is a free retreater as well. Um, I actually used this at pre-release in my Palafin deck. Uh, you know, I'd promote it to the active. Someone's like, I don't want to knock that out. Or they would, and or if they didn't knock it out, then it was just free retreat, so I could Palafin back and forth. But um, yeah, drawing cards, we have seven in hand is always good. Uh, obviously, we have Disruption, like Iono and Judge in the format, but uh, I... Yeah, I think it's good. I just think it's going to be better down the road. No, I tend to agree. I think that it's definitely going to see more merit as the standard format grows older. Uh, But right now, I still think that there is a world where drawing cards is um, a very viable end to a turn. Yep. yeah. No, I agree. I I do agree. Um, Especially if you're going second and you just need time to set up anyways. Yeah, absolutely. Like, if you get Iono to one, and your one card is an S-Ball, let's play a game where Cleffa is that card, um, and you find a way to promote it, you just get back into a big old hand, and then your opponent either chooses to Iono once more, or you have now have a handful of win conditions. So I think that that is very cool. And if reversal energies make your um, your deck operate, giving up Cleffas a couple turns in a row to establish a board state and something like control is very good. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, we saw how, granted, Gormandai's Snorlax had a lot tankier of HP, but the fact that you're ending your turn and we're able to draw cards, mm. and this does effectively does the same thing, um, it, it can have, definitely have a spot in control. It's just like I said, you, you go against a lost box and you're just like, all right, cool, um, you win the round. Unless you play Tota Scroll. <laughs> Very true. Broken broken deck. Broken You're attaching totes, an energy. Right. You're attaching an energy to the free energy attacking Pokemon. Yes, it's perfect. Um, your turn, my friend. Yeah, so next up I have um Clefable EX, something that I'm actually kind of excited for. Um, but 260 HP, stage one. Ability Lunar Zone, each of your Pokemon in play that has any Psychic Energy attached to it has no retreat cost, so just automatically free retreat, which is incredibly strong. Um, And then for three Psychic Energies, Wondrous Moon, 170 damage, uh, move any number of Psychic Energy from your Pokemon to your other Pokemon in any way you like. Uh, This literally is screaming at me, uh, Guardian, uh, which was also 260 HP, which also had a three... uh, energy attack costs that uh, they only did 150 damage, but you got to move your energy anywhere on the board. Um, And uh, so this does more damage. And on top of that, even though it's a stage one, we have the Clefairy from whatever set it is, I forget, that 
when it's in the active, it you we already have that fairy deck that accelerates all those energies anyways. So you can literally play it like that and then evolve into your Clefable or your Clefables, you know, depending on what you have in your hand at the time. And now you're just moving energies around, potentially Cheryl healing or whatever, um, while also being able to retreat for free as well, too, because of the ability. So I think this card is going to be really good personally. Yeah, I think it's a ramp deck, which I, which has some merit and, and, and some potential as well. Um, I think in a like Cheryl version of Shadow Rider, this could definitely be see some play. Um, and there's some other cards down here that we're going to talk about that boost that same archetype, which I think is really neat. Uh, but yeah, I think that this definitely has some potential and you're spot on with the Guardian uh, resemblance. Yeah, that's I mean, that's just, I read that and I just instantly made me think of that whenever I was reading it. Yeah, we just need a we need hyper potion. <laughs> oh, hyper potion and then or, give it a or max GX potion. Attack. Sorry. Yeah, no, I tend to agree. Oh, God, Max Potion would be even more insane. Yes, Max Potion for the win. All right, um, we're going to go down to the Lunatone and Solrock that are coming out in this set. Uh, Lunatone has 90 HP. It's a Psychic-type Pokemon. The ability New Moon, if you have any Solrock in play, you prevent all effects of the Stadium cards done to your Pokemon. And... The new Solrock has Call for Family for one colorless, and you can search for two basic Pokemon and put them onto your bench. Anyone who's ever played um, bad decks like me, Call for Family for more <laughs> than one Pokemon is always good. It's not quite um, the keep calling that Sobble had, but it's close. Now, with the combination of Lunatone and Solrock, you don't need to play this specific soul rock if i'm not mistaken but like you you don't but the synergy is better if you do if you play it in shadow rider you can now play four path of the peak in shadow rider still use your ability to draw cards and accelerate energy and attack and and do everything um shadow rider flavored while uh, oppressing your opponent with path of the peak and this is a busted combo because if they go for your Lunatone, um, that doesn't necessarily do anything for them. It just gives you an opportunity to hit with something that is actually doing something disruptive to their opponent versus, um, you know, taking one prize at a time. And between things like Rescue Carrier and Fog Crystal, it's easier to recycle Lunatones than it is Shadow Riders and so on and so forth. So I think that there's a tremendous amount of synergy in that specific deck because they are all psychic. Um, any thoughts on that silly archetype? No, I actually think that's going to be uh, another deck that just is very is is going to sneak up on people um, because the Soul Rock that does accelerate the energies to a Lunatone in play, um, you can play that version, accelerate energies to this, and then you know that's just more damage fodder for your um, uh, oh my god, Shadow Riders and stuff like that. And if you are playing the Clefable, where you can attack and move those damage or move those energies around. Um, I just think is is going to be a really cool combo. Like whenever I saw the Lunatone and saw that it didn't have to be that specific Soul Rock to pair it with, um, that was instantly what I thought was okay. I can accelerate the energies while also turning off Path and just continue to ramp as well. So um, yeah, I do agree with you. That's going to be like a really cool combo, and um, I'm really glad that Shadow Riders are dirt cheap because I think I got rid of mine forever ago, thinking that deck would never get played again, and. Uh, yeah, 
uh, I think that deck will be somewhat decent, or at least if you're not expecting it, it'll it'll run run some people out of the the table. Uh, I did keep them. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah I tend to agree. Um, it it seems very cool, and I'm very excited to try and play it. Uh, what's your next card, Justin? Uh. So Justin Basil and I talked about this, uh, but Vespa Queen EX, yes. um, it's a Terra type, so no bench damage, obviously. Uh, 270 HP stage one uh, for one grass energy, recovery pheromones, heal 60 damage from one of your Pokemon, and for three grass energies, Phantom Queen, 200 damage, but three damage con- damage counters on each of your opponent's bench Pokemon that has any damage counters on it. Um, so the fact that it is... Uh, 200 damage that you're doing and also three damage counters on anything that has damage counters. So you're spreading the damage around. So effectively a spread deck and big numbers, I think is really strong Um, from Justin Basil's testing. He said is it it was not good at all, Um, but on paper, it does look like it would be a really cool uh, deck to build, especially it being a psychic type uh, for grass energies. Yeah, um, it's the same issue that Tyranitar just runs into, that when you start crossing this energy and you make them solid energy fulfillments, like if this was two grass and one colorless, it'd be great in Lost Box. Then you could play it with Sableye. But it's such a firm three grass attachment that you need to kind of play some cute shortcuts to actually make it viable. Um, Doesn't mean I'm not going to try to play it because it does a whole bunch of damage at face and it spreads. But it's uh, it's just missing quite a few pieces. Yeah, yeah, and that's the the only downside is is needing some some pieces to it. But outside of that, always spreading damage counters is good. I mean, look at Sableye. Yeah, I I tend to agree. Um, the next card we might as well talk about Houndstone EX while we're on the um, rule box train. Uh, Houndstone is a psychic type Pokemon, two hundred and sixty HP, stage one. For one psychic, it does big bite, 30 damage during your opponent's next turn. The defending opponent, uh, defending Pokemon can't retreat, and I think that's neat. Um, for one psychic and two colorless, last respects, it does 160 damage, and this attack does 10 more damage for each psychic Pokemon in your discard pile. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, there's a Houndstone in the previous set that synergizes with this pretty well. And it's kind of cool that this one has a huge output of 160 plus 10 more for each. Um, having Psychic Pokemon in your discard pile kind of sucks. Um, but if you're playing like a full 4-4-2-1 Curlia or Gardevoir liner, and uh, I think you could get there pretty easily and at least hit for pretty relevant numbers. Uh, again, it's a ramp deck and really all it does is punch the active. But I think it's missing a few other things to really make it that much more viable yeah so there is the houndstone uh regular houndstone that does that and then as well as uh from sun and moon base there was a gravard so the pre-evolution that does 10 Mm -hmm. times the amount of so that's kind of that whole line it's doing damage based on how many pokemon are in your discard um i think it's very cool i think it's definitely if you if your local league does a, a fun tournament It'd be something cool to bring, but I relying on that many Pokemon in the discard pile, I mean, and you're being a two prizer is kind of like we saw Mad Party and Night March and things like that back in the day doing well at certain points. That was because mm. they were one prizers. 
Um, and whereas this is a two prizer, so it and a higher energy cost as well too. So more output, damage output, but more uh, more risk at the same time. Yeah, I tend to agree. All right, what other card do you have for me to talk shit about? I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> I know this set is like so hard to like be super positive on, but. It, we all know it's kind of a filler set, but uh, next up we're gonna go with uh, Wishcash. So this is yeah. actually something that you pointed out um, yeah. in our Discord. But from uh, so it's a stage one, 140 HP fighting type for one fighting energy. Rock wildly for each fighting energy attached to this Pokemon. Discard the top card of your opponent's deck. So at face value, does not seem like a lot. Um, but whenever you are, like you mentioned to me, playing reversal energy on it, um, because obviously you're looking to mill, not attack, um, you can start milling pretty quickly, as well as comboing with things like Misfortune Sisters. Um, I, I've been a fan of mill in the past, uh, or still a fan of mill, but I've played lots of mill in the past. Makes me hopeful, uh, we'll say that at least, hopeful, but um, yeah, it just looks... Looks like it'd be a fun deck. Yes, I <laughs> I think this deck is super funny. Um, just because there's so many cute routes you could take to rinse and repeat Wish Catch, obviously. Using the reversal energy will help you get there. If you find a way to get multiple reversal energy in play simultaneously with some secret tech that I will not reveal to the public, looking at you, Nick Nine Card TCG. Um <laughs> moving it around with things like Bronzong because reversal energy is any flavor energy as long as it is attached to a Pokemon. So um, I think that Wiscatch Mill is not the next best mill deck in the format, but I think it definitely has some potential. And this might be the first like control-esque deck I've been very excited to try out. I almost wonder too if there's a, a world where you mash this in a deck with Durant as well. And you can do Durant and this, so you have a basic that mills as well as Wishcash, but um you know, Durant relies on filling your bench up with Durant's as well too, so mm-hmm. there's that. Well Durant's not in format right now because Sableye is. And <laughs> um I think that adding this takes away from what makes Wishcash good. Um but I, I, I suppose there's a world where they could both coexist inside of a mill deck. Um, what Durant has going for it is that it can use Ditto, and Wishcash does not have access to that fun stuff. But it can use Zorark, which is neat. Yeah, yeah. I guess I was thinking more because Durant's issue is the fact that it's too colorless. So you got obviously your double turbo, but that doesn't work for Wishcash. So you can kind of potentially combine both and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I guess it's. It would be a weird mix of the two, but could potentially work. There is definitely potential for sure, but until Lost City <laughs> goes away, yeah, I think it'll be yeah. a little hard to play any mill deck in this current you, standard format. You just you just get good and you uh, mill all the Lost Cities before they can play them down. It, precisely, that is the goal. <laughs> we just need a Pokemon that you can evolve into like a stage two, and it sits on the bench and it has an ability that says your opponent can't play any stadiums like nine tails did (laughs) that was a good card that was a good card um my next card we're going to talk about is glamora ex 
I hands down, this is like the most excited I've been for a card in this entire set. Uh, 270 HP fighting type Pokemon Glamora EX evolves from uh, Glamet and its ability dust field. As long as this Pokemon is in the active spot, your opponent can't have more than three bench Pokemon. If they have four or more bench Pokemon, they discard uh, Pokemon until they have three on the bench. If more than one effect changes the number of bench Pokemon allowed, use the smaller number, which is funny. Um, for two fighting energy, it does 140 damage, which is perfect for Arceus. And then your opponent's active Pokemon is now poison, which is also a really cool effect too, because if they are outside of that 280 threshold with some neat factors, you can use things like Radiant Sneasler to increase the amount of poison uh, that you place on your opponent's Pokemon. If they get knocked out by the poison and not the attack itself, they can't use Raihan. I think that Glamora has a whole lot going for it. Yeah, I definitely think personally this is kind of one of the stars of the set. Like obviously, people we'll, we'll talk about it next, but the Charizard is what people are thinking is the star. I personally think Glamora EX is is really good. I mean, the fact you're limiting your opponent down to three Pokemon, and even if they play a path down after they had to discard two Pokemon to put it down to three, that's still you know the the Pokemon they had to get rid of, and now they have to recover. So um, yeah. I and just the fact that it's also 140 damage that that's not bad by any means and the fact that I I've actually uh, don't know if you even mentioned it but the Glamette that it evolves from in the previous set has ascension so you yeah. can literally go second use ascension evolve into it and now your Pokemon, your opponent can't play any more bench down potentially cuz on their first turn they played two or three bench pokemon down yeah so I, I love really it. strong. I, I think it's so sick. <laughs> I wish we had like a really good like switch and attack Pokemon right now because being able to switch into like Glamora would be cool. And before anybody replies, no, um, Quaquaval is not the answer to play with this card. Um, it's it's cute, but it's not the answer. Um, but I think Glamora is incredibly powerful. There are a lot of switch uh, cards in the format right now, but if you have more set up, you're chilling. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. The the like I said, the ascension aspect is is what makes it really strong. It's almost like it's. I feel like it's going to be as annoying to play against as uh, Galarian Weezing was for a while when that had ascension and you know locked out your field pretty much. Because I mean, in the past there was literally uh, roadblock roadblocks to duo pseudo wudo, and there was like a whole regional apparently that someone hated that card so much that they went to every vendor and bought them out and burned them so no one could <laughs> buy them to play at the event and that was down to four so the that's fact that we're going down to three is going to make people even more pissed yes i i tend to agree all right the 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 front runner of the set mr justin yeah. take it away so Charizard EX, uh, Dark Terra type, 330 HP, Stage 2. Uh, Terra type, obviously, no bench damage yet again. Um, ability Infernal Rain. When you play this Pokemon from your hand to evolve one of your Pokemon during your turn, you may search your deck for up to three basic fire energies and attach them to your Pokemon in any way you like, then shuffle your deck. Absolutely insane. Um, three fire energies on evolving. That's just so good mm -hmm. and then for fire or two fire energy uh burning darkness 180 damage this attack does 30 more damage for each prize card your opponent has taken so 
fire acceleration, 180 damage, and it ramps as your opponent gets ahead. And it swings for dark weakness, and it's weak to grass. Yeah, I was about to say, and it's not weak to water. Um, and grass is not relevant right now by any means uh, until Toad Scroll comes in and saves the day. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, what can we say? The fact that it's got built-in acceleration, um, it's a dark type. You can play this with a fire version of it. Um, you know, using magma basin if you need to to accelerate even more energy. Just gonna be good, 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 good. Uh, it's yeah, that's all I could say about it. It's gonna be. Yeah, there's nothing else to say. It's 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 a good card. It really is. Um, this will be one of those things where this this deck will get countered to where it will not be good, but then when it falls off people's radar it'll come back into play and just take events by storm because the 330 HP on top of that is insane numbers to hit. It's yeah. And, and you can tell Pokemon if, if you're on the Twitter sphere or any of the social medias, uh, Pokemon is trying to make this card the front runner because everyone and their mothers is pulling this card too. If you've seen mm-hmm. like, especially the gold and secret rares and full arts and stuff. So with everyone having access to all the cards very easily, it's going to be played quite a bit. So pack your grass decks with your path to the peaks and hope that you can win the game. Yeah, that's kind of the goal here, or at least play something that's like not weak to fire and dark and you'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> New versions good of luck. lost box incoming. <laughs> yeah. Good luck finding it. Um, I'm going to go to your favorite dude, Caesar. Uh, stage one Pokemon, yeah. 140 HP for one metal energy, does punishing scissors, does 10 damage, and this attack does 50 damage for each of your opponent's Pokemon in play that has an ability. Abilities are everywhere right now. You can't look at a Chen Pao bench right now without a bunch of abilities. and Basically the same thing for Lost Box. So as a single price trade out, to be able to ramp at least 210 damage with the average of four Pokemon having abilities and play at a time. Um, it's insane. Like this thing hits like a truck for one energy. Yeah, uh, agreed. Um, I, I think this will be a very interesting card. The home for it, I think, is going to be Zorobox, um, just because you're not dedicating a whole deck just to rely on this uh, attack specifically. But in case you do come across like Lost Boxes, this will be your obvious answer because everything will have ability and you can one hit whatever is in front of you no matter what so um best pokemon and great card yeah no it's absolutely bonkers next up oh my goodness um i'm gonna go with king gambit um Mm. stage two 180 uh hp steel type pokemon um mainly just interested in the uh, first attack for metal execute. If your opponent's active Pokemon has four or more damage counters on it, it is just flat out knocked out. So anytime there's an auto, yeah, it's, it's executed. Um, it just, anytime there's an auto knockout like that, I think is going to be very strong. The issue is getting to those four damage counters in a reliable manner. Um, I know we've talked about earlier with, Lost Box and putting a stage two in there and spreading damage counters with Sableye first and then coming back in could be viable. But like you mentioned earlier, holding on to those resources for the turns you need them is kind of 
going to be a little tough. And it has a four retreat cost, which is uh, nothing to scoff at. No, definitely. This thing's uh, the thing's pretty dense, not going to lie. But it's a cool looking Pokemon. I'm obviously a big fan of the design, but love the attack too. Um, the next Pokemon we're going to talk about is the Win Now or Win Later Dragonite EX. It's a Terra-type Pokemon. doesn't take any po- uh, any damage while it's on the bench. For one colorless, it does 70 damage, which is, I think, overlooked. The fact that it's a single colorless energy that does 70 damage at face. So it knocks out Comfies. It's perfect. Um, for one water and one lightning, Meteor Break does 140 damage. And if you flip a coin... And its heads, this attack does 140 more damage. And it tails, this Pokemon can't attack during your next turn. And it has a two retreat cost, so that's pretty reasonable as well. It's kind of like a win now or win next turn type of card. And it's cool because you could potentially hit 280 <laughs> right on the nose if you flip heads. And if you flip tails, you just switch and hit 140 next turn. So uh, with 330 HP, you've got a little bit of wiggle room to do it, but it is a stage two so it does take some setting up um it's not exactly the coolest card in the world but it is hilarious that you have the one hit ko potential but you have to flip a coin yeah that's that is a little rough um and that's pretty much all i gotta say about (laughs) yes there ain't nothing else to say about it it's hilarious yeah i like to hype it up with the 70 and then sprinkle in the bad news after yeah like it could be okay but then it could also be just absolutely horrible um so next up we're gonna go with the i'm gonna go with the obvious uh pidgeot ex uh ability quick search once during your turn you may search your deck for a card and put it into your hand then shuffle your turn you can't use more than one quick search ability each turn so uh a computer search every single turn yep uh gonna be pretty damn good uh, and then obviously for two colorless fierce wins 120 damage you may discard a stadium card in play not necessarily um, you're going to be using that but could come into play I guess at some point uh, depending on your game state and stuff like that so worth mentioning but also free retreat cost on top of that Yes. what I want to mention about the attack is that's really cool um, if you're playing it with Arceus like I'm going to um, you attach a double turbo, you promote it to the active, you delete a stadium, your opponent has to deal with something that's 280 HP and weak to lightning. If they can, cool. If they can't, um, then you now have 100 damage put on the board with the, with the minus 20 from the DTE, plus you now have the stadium off the board to use your quick search and so on and so forth with free retreat. It just makes it a really good pivot, so I think that that attack is just versatile enough to stay pretty viable. Um, even if you're not knocking anything out or taking prizes with the attack, being able to put damage on the board and do something else to help you progress your board state, I think is really neat. Yeah, agreed. And I, I've heard a lot of people too, uh, you know, murmurs that the the home for this, at least right off the bat, will be something like uh, Chen Pao, um, which mm-hmm. is since they're already committing so much to rare candies in that deck, um, but the fact that you already have Iridas to search Pokemon and items that you need, and then also now have this in there that allows you to search a third card and any card at that, I think will put mm. Chen Pao on a, another level as long as you can get uh, that out in time. So you're not relying on the Arceus that, you know, just for the Starbirth ability and things like that. Um, you have this to every turn now use uh, a half a Starbirth. Yes. 
I tend to agree. And I also like the fact that it can very handily use Cheryl as well as Sharon's care. Yep, exactly. Uh, I'm going to go back to dragons for a second here. And I'm going to talk about Altaria, the next best Reggie Drago edition for <laughs> for <laughs> one colorless. It does 30 damage, which is meh. But for one water and one metal, you get the sleepy song, which is 110 damage. And your opponent's active Pokemon is now asleep. And during checkup, they have to flip two coins instead of one. And if neither of them are, and if either of them are tails, the Pokemon is still asleep, which is hilarious. Because sometimes you do need to just buy yourself a turn. And although um, Noivern EX might be a great attacker to keep a lot of your opponent's Pokemon's threats at bay, being asleep is a tremendous advantage for any deck. So <laughs> if they can't wake up, then oh well. And if they flip two heads, then they're lucky. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, flip the fact you have to flip two can be very strong. And uh, yeah, I didn't even think about that in something like Reggie Drago. Yeah, it's funny. Like, there's not a lot of space in Drago, anyways, but it's cute to have something like that at your disposal. Um, go ahead and pick the next thing. Ooh, what's next? What's next? Um, we could go through. all the way down to traders. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, I don't think there's much uh, else in the Pokemon that I'm interested in. Um, I do want to mention Gita uh, in yes. the trainers. Until the end of your turn, play this. Uh, you play this card. None of your Pokemon can attack. This includes Pokemon that came into play during this turn. Search your deck for up to two basic energy cards and attach them to one of your Pokemon, then shuffle your deck. Um, it does not say that your turn ends. That is the right. biggest thing that people, I think, missed when this card got announced. So if you're playing like more of a setup deck or something that... Um, I'll just go ahead and say I, I've heard... Um, Gazer Beam 2K from the Gust of Wind mentioned this uh, as well, but you could play this and then play Boost Shake to end your turn afterwards, you know, as so long as you have it in your hand. But mm. the fact you can accelerate energies and then also evolve going second could be really good. I mean, there's Stone Journer was played, uh, Stone Journer VMAX. I played that and top aided a 70 person event. Uh, and that relied on boost shakes. Um, yeah. So, I mean, the fact that this could accelerate energies and then also play a boost shake can be really good for some kind of big wall deck. Um, so I think it's worth keeping your eyes on or at least picking up a place that to keep around. I think Gita is incredible game design. Uh, being able to choose between attacking or accelerating energy is a great um, dividing line in deck building and structure so if you're having an issue with energy acceleration gita is a great card what you're compromising is having consistent ways of attacks which helps you structure your deck more towards you know what your ultimate goal is and what the board state needs to look like at the end of the game and i think gita definitely proves to be a huge assist in making that jump between what do I put with Arceus to attack every turn? And, you know, what can I build to um, complement the standard format and give myself a really strong board state late game? So it's it's insane. I love that card. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, I agree completely. I think it's going to be very cool. Um, and then I think the next card there is to talk about is uh, Pokemon League Headquarters. 
The attack cost for each basic Pokemon in play, both yours and your opponents, is one colorless more. Uh, it's hilarious that people think that this is going to stop Sableye when Mirage Gate exists. It might slow them down. It might uh, promote a more passive line of play for most Lost Box players, but I don't think that this is the Lost Box killer that everyone thought it was going to be. But I do think it is great um, game design. Yeah, I like this card um, a lot. This is the card I mentioned earlier with Seismitoad um, to mm. compare or to add it to that. So now you have two colorless energies more. But um, I don't know. I think it could be very good in kind of like a Control-esque style deck if Control gets figured out. Um, you know, maybe something uh, Glamora with this out so now they're down to three and whatever they're trying to attach has to you know have an extra energy on just making it even that much more difficult for them to uh play the game but um i like this card i don't know it's exact home yet but i agree i don't think it's going to be the exact uh lost box killer like everyone thinks it is i think it's just gonna you know they're playing so many uh super rods and stuff already that just means they're just gonna have to commit energy back to the deck a lot sooner no i tend to agree um i think that it's a good stadium it adds to our already very diverse pool of stadiums uh, but yeah that that's really all there is else to say about it next card um so something that could be kind of interesting in uh is team star grunt Put an energy mm. attached to your. Didn't we already get this card? Actually, is this we've gotten very similar cards. Yeah, I think I think we do have something similar to this in the standard format right now. Doesn't see yeah, a lot okay. of play. Oh yeah, no, it says right here. It's it's from uh, Scarlet and Violet Base. It just I guess got reprinted here. Mm. Yeah, um, I thought this card was out actually. Team Star Grunt. So I'll just I won't read that one. But what I was gonna say, I won't pick this for my card. But this compared or combined with the Wishcast. Wish Cash Mill or um, like that camera up card that we didn't talk about, but it's everyone got in their pre-release kits where discard top of the deck if it's energy does a hundred more damage. Be mm -hmm. interesting for that, but um, I'll just skip to Poppy. Move up to two energy from one of your Pokemon to another one of your Pokemon. I don't think it's necessarily strong, but I think it could get you out of a tough spot if you really need it. I like this card a lot specifically because we do have things in the format like um, Galarian Zapdos, Galarian Moltres, and Galarian Articuno that you can put into play with multiple energies attached to them. Um, we have things like Dark Patch and Galarian Moltres V that accelerate from the discard pile to bench Pokemon. So it's kind of neat that you could potentially miss an attack and then fix it with Poppy because you didn't have a pivoting card. So I think that not that this card exclusively exists in like turbo dark. Um, but I think that those cards and what they bring to the standard format in unison with Poppy or cards that only accelerate to like bench Pokemon or cards that only accelerate to um, non Robox Pokemon. And now Poppy can move them to Robox Pokemon is a neat combo. Very, very combo reliant, but it is neat. Yeah, and the, the, the alt has a Kaparaja on it, which is pretty sweet. Yes, big Kaparaja fan over here, so I think that I tend to agree with that statement. Um, 
last card we'll talk about is Town Store. Once during each player's turn, that player may search their deck for a Pokemon tool, core, tool card, which is going to be Forest Hill Stone exclusively, and with the side of Choice Belt, and put it in their hand, and then that player shuffles their deck. Very cool. It's funny that the shopping mall stadium that we got in Evolving Skies, or was it Fusion Strike? Uh, um, one of those sets. I can't remember. It's a store that lets you move tools from one Pokemon to another, and now Town Store is another store that lets you grab a tool. So <laughs> it's a canon event that tools all the stores exist only in stores in the TCG. <laughs> Yeah, well, that was a lot of cards, a lot of yes. meh, but a lot of, you know, if you're going to have fun at your local leagues and build not meta decks, there's your stuff to look out for. Yeah, except for Gita. I think Gita becomes a staple, to be honest. And Pidgeot, of course, too. Yes, Pidgeot, very good. There, there are some bangers in the set. Um, if you open cool stuff, be sure to post on... Uh, Twitter and tag us. We want to see what you have or post it in the discord. If you open up all your stuff this weekend, we're very um, excited to see what you guys have. And we're more excited to see uh, what you all build with what you're given. And hopefully some of our fun conversations um, sparked some of that interest. <laughs> uh, we'll dive into the news really quickly. The paradise resort, which is the world championship promo card this year um, has been revealed and it's hilarious. Uh, it's a stadium card with really great art on it. And it says the retreat cost of each side out can play both yours and your opponents is one colorless less. Um, so the busted side duck deck that we're all waiting for now has the best stadium in the format. So yeah, it's, <laughs> it's very Pokemon cool. knows something that we don't. Um, all I got to say about this is all the people who sold their uh, world championship promos at the, the crazy prices expecting that they were going to get another, um championship festival at this world's and Oof. how disappointed they are that they now do not have a championships or champions festival um granted they have a lot of cash but they don't have they a do. champions festival anymore um kind of sucks uh, you know but at the same time at least they're making cards that aren't broken as far as we know uh that mm -hmm. are only exclusive to world championships competitors right now yep now, Psyduck EX is about to be the most broken card, and now we just gave it free retreat, so <laughs> we'll see. Uh, the other notable thing to mention on uh, Switch Online, the Pokemon trading card game, the original one, um, will be available on the store as well as Pokemon Stadium 2 with the 64 emulator app that's on there. Um, and the only reason I'm bringing this up is because uh, what if this Pokemon trading card game revamped on the Switch is better than TCG Live? <laughs> that would be great, honestly. Um, I'm gonna, I have a Switch, so I might have to download this and play it because it's been a long time since I played that. You can get repetitions of retro on that. I know, friend. that's what I'm saying. I don't have anyone locally that wants to play, even though I've got 60 plus decks now, and so I can play a computer. Yeah, see? Look at that. That's amazing. Um, we're going to move on to the listener question. Uh, this is a really funny interaction. So a pod listener uh, by the name of Leafy's TCG wrote on my envelope when I ordered some cards. And they said, I have a listener question of the week if you'll read it. 
So here's a listener question. Uh, Yo, Drew and Justin, how far in advance do you buy cards that might be relevant due to new set releases? Um, when I see a new set release and the first idea that comes to my mind, it's usually that night at like 11 p.m. that I place my order for what I think is going to be good in the max rarity that uh, it is. And this is why I have a playset of V-Guard energies and full face guards because I thought Oink alone was going to be incredibly good. <laughs> now, it wasn't a bad investment because they were only like three, four dollar cards at the time. But that is about how far in advance that I order that. Justin. I'm super bad about this. Um, I don't buy any cards early. Um, I, in fact, will actually not play the new deck um, purely because I know pre-release prices can be wild. Um, most of the time, actually, if I pull anything from pre-release, I actually try to unload it as fast as possible because I know at that moment that'll be the most I could potentially get to that card. Granted, I have been burned because I pulled two alt Giratina Vs. Um, and those things are now insane. Um, yes. But at the same time, like I pulled a alt Arceus V um, out of just a random pack on release day and uh, sold it for a good pretty penny. And now those cards are worth not even a third of fourth of what I sold it for. So um, I don't buy any cards really right off the bat. Um, I kind of will play an old deck maybe with some little text added to it. And then once the prices settle out, then I'll buy stuff. So that's also me just trying to be um, with, you know, having a kid, having the retro hobby. That's also very expensive. Having seven, eight, nine decks built to standard, current standard at all times on me, trying to save as much money as possible and try to be as financially savvy. But at the same time, for people who are like needing to buy cards for the next regional, I can see where you're buying. You don't care what price you're paying right out the gate. I just, for me, I'm a call me cheap, I guess, in that aspect. But I, I personally um, wait for the prices to settle out some because there are going to be the cards that skyrocket, but then there's also going to be the most of the cards that everyone thought was broken. People start realizing the deck is not as good as possible or not as good as it was. Uh, Oink Alone, perfect example, because I bought full art <laughs> Oink Alones at like four fifty, five bucks a piece, and uh, now they're like a dollar fifty. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it, and so then the price drops because the deck's not as good as everyone thought, and then the card that no one thought was good ends up going up to like three, four bucks a piece because it actually is good. Yeah, no, I tend to agree. Um, but Leafy's, that was really cool. And I'll definitely be buying from your TCG shop again, specifically because of that interaction. Um, that is a really else cool interaction. Any, it was really neat. I definitely wasn't expecting it when I, when I opened up my mail. Uh, but if any of the listeners have questions, make sure you hit up our Twitter at PCS underscore pod, uh, quick Patreon discord update before we wrap up the show. Uh, webcam locals resume Thursday, August 17th. Obsidian flames will be legal. Um, and it will be at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And pricing is 100 packs of Paldea, or I guess hmm, Obsidian Flames will be live. So it'll be Obsidian Flames um, and 100 packs for TCG Live there. And then webcam locals uh, for GLC will resume on August 31st at 6 p.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time. Justin, <clears throat> Worlds is this weekend. What deck do you have winning? From what nationality? 
this is like the ultimate question, right? Um, there's so many good decks right now. There's so many flavor of the week decks right now. There's so many good players um, from all parts of the world. I, mm, I think, and this is purely because how amazing would it be for this event to be held there for a Japanese player to win with worlds being held in Japan. So I'm going to go with a Japanese player. I think that just would be as much as I, you know, from the United States, I think that would just be so cool for a Japanese player to be that person to win worlds in the first time it's ever been held in Japan. So that's going to be my pick for that. As far as the deck, um, Lost Tina has been insane. Arc Dura Umbreon and any other Arc Pile is obviously a decent choice. But I th- think I think a, a Lost Box list is going to take the event. Yeah. I don't know Kyog- what spicy Kyogre text. or no Kyogre. Ah, I'm going to say no Kyogre. I think oh, okay. just a turbo the turboed out lost box deck is going to win the event. And I want to say probably as consistent as you can be with it, like four, 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 all the items just turboed out to potentially donk hit a bunch of weaknesses. I think that's going to be my call. And I think that's purely because a good pilot of that deck will win most games. Yep, can't take anything away from you on that pick. Um, do I draft because of my team? Like, do I do I pick because of my team that I drafted or no? Um, I'm gonna go with a North American RCS player. I mean, art decks are so strong, uh, and <laughs> it's just, they're just consistent. That's really all there is to it. Like, you don't ever have that like, "Oops, I whiffed" type of moment unless you have a bad start. But like, what can you do about that? You just game two. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm a, I've I've been a big fan of Arceus since it came out um for a reason and that's because of Starbirth is so strong and Trinity Nova is so strong. So an arc deck could 100% take it again. I mean, it won literally last year. No, 100%. So uh those are my picks and Justin with that being said, plug the show. Yeah, if you guys want to find me on Twitter, my handle is PokerBrewsTCG. And if you want to find me on Instagram, my handle is PokerBrews. Uh, Instagram is the easiest way to reach me. On both socials, though, you can find my Linktree account where you can find things like my TCG Player affiliate link. Um, if you use that link, any shopping you do directly supports the show and upcoming regional expenses, all while costing nothing extra. Um, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, I did start my TCG Player store back up. Um, that store name is PokeBrews. So if you guys want to do your shopping from there, uh, obviously greatly appreciated. Um, just, yeah, I would love it. Uh, you can also find things like our PCS, uh, blah, blah, I can't talk now. Uh, you can also find things like our PCS podcast official merchandise by Bonfire on my Linktree account as well. That link is bonfire.com slash store slash PCS pod. And on to you, Drew. Uh, if you want to find me on social media, I'm on Twitter and Instagram as Katana TCG. 
And if you want to be a part of our monthly giveaways and our monthly locals that we have maybe once or twice a month, uh, make sure you're joining our Patreon at patreon.com slash PCS podcast. Um, and then just a quick snippet this weekend, we will be dropping some exclusive world merch, uh, PCS flavored that is. Um, whether or not it's going to be on Bonfire or just exclusive to our Patreon is completely up to me. So just keep tabs on social media and you'll see what that is. Sounds good. I'm excited to see that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm excited to put it out there because I've been sitting on it for just a moment. Um, but yeah, that's going to do it for the show. Sign us off. We'll see you guys after Worlds. See you. Thank you.